Mike. How you doing? Oh, I am uh, surviving the snowpocalypse. 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 I mean, it snowed quite a bit here, but not like uh, Buffalo, man. <laughs> yeah, they got that lake effect. Did you catch that drone footage of the no. the wall of snow hitting Buffalo? It was really crazy. <laughs> it was like six feet, huh? No, no, like it's like a tsunami engulfing the whole city. Uh, I didn't see that. The blizzard came. Yeah, it's really crazy. Like comes over the. Um, it's like a time lapse. You know those time lapse drone footage things. Right. And they speed it up, but it's also in slow motion or something. I don't know. It messes with my head, but it flies over Buffalo, and it you can see the storm kind of come in, and it's just a wall of snow that takes over the entire city. It's massive. It's like a mountain. Yeah, it dumped like six feet on them. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Could you imagine? I'm only 5'7". I'd be buried. You'd be done for, yeah. That's it. We would find you uh, next to Captain America like 50 years from now. Right. I know my except not as strong, not way more bald. <laughs> the worst Captain America ever. <laughs> How's everything in the Shy Town? That's good. We're freezing cold. Yeah, you guys. Um, single digits below zero. Nah, nah, below freezing. Still twenties. That's cold. Cold. The wind is brutal. <laughs> That's the worst part. Yeah, the Chicago win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, well, good. We're all suffering. We're all cold. It's nice to yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know where that global warming went. There is none, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's zero warming. This has been the coldest year I've ever experienced in my life. Oh, the summer, the spring, everything. There was like one week of like Armageddon-style heat wave. You remember? Oh, yeah. Fuck out of here. The London heat wave. We covered it. It was going to be uh, monumental, historic, man. We were going to talk about it as long as we talk about Jan 6th, right? I'm, I'm surprised they're done counting the, the deaths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure the bodies are still piling up. Uh, <laughs> so now we have this uh, super snowstorm. Do you think uh, this is the climate change? Like, does this fit into the climate change um, narrative? Or, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, they're spinning it as yes because of the uh, the added energy into the system. You know? I guess. Yeah. Not really too sure how that works, but... Yeah, sorry, I got so much energy in this system over here, I couldn't even pay attention to what was going on. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> nothing going on. There's nothing going on. You start the podcast, that's it. Doors need to go out. Cardboard needs to be folded and fit into a bin. You know what I mean? Now the trash needs to go out. Trash day is on Friday. <laughs> right? It's, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, but Uncle God's lunch for tomorrow has to be prepared, so we got to go get the fucking giant thing of styrofoam to go to containers. Oh, right. Those are important. Was, oh, so noisy. You know, well, they kill all the turtles or whatever, I think, if I understand my climate change uh, terminology. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some kids collecting them in the ocean, making sunglasses. <laughs> that's, that's what I heard. 
they finished up that fucking summit that they had going on, the CPO20, COP27. Oh, and they just decided, oh, here, we're going to send money to people? Yeah. Is that your answer to everything? We just send money to people? We're going to bankrupt these first world nations to send money to these developing nations, and uh, nobody wins in the end. Nobody wins. <laughs> it's a fucking joke. And there's no way that money going to the third world country is going to be funneled back to the first world countries? Yeah, no way. Okay. No, it's dude. The climate change stuff is freaking blowing my mind, man. I I think the narrative is outrageous at this point. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, dude, it's been outrageous for years. It's gone. It's outrageous at this point because you guys are actually devoting huge sums of money to it. Does, does nobody realize that people in Mississippi still don't have water? Oh, we we realize, but as long as we don't talk about how shitty our water is, everything's honky-dory. We're going to save the planet? You can't save Jackson, Mississippi? <laughs> what have you done with Flint? Yeah, they're, they're forever tainted. Look, I'm of the firm belief all water is shitty everywhere. Yeah, you really shouldn't drink unfiltered water anymore. We just don't, they don't tell us. Yeah. Can't tell everyone you can't drink the water. Be a complete anarchy. Uh, so I still, <laughs> Mike. You know me. I'm obsessed with the weather. I so, anyways. Uh, right before the snowstorm that swept through the country here, you guys got snow, right? A couple days ago. Nah, some flurries. Flurries, really? Okay. Well, I believe they seeded some clouds. Uh, they made what was going to be a basic snowstorm into a monster storm. Literally here, it ended up dumping six hours before anyone predicted. Hmm. And then it just swept across the country, and then it went over the lakes and dominated through, uh, you know, northern New York or upstate New York. So, once again, I'm telling you, they keep trying to pull some sort of weather climate narrative, but it's not working. And every single time it happens, they go and interview the people, just like in Florida with the hurricane. And what what is it? People are like, well, you know. Done this before, we're just gonna deal with it. And the news is just all over it. They send the guy out on the scene, and in this case, uh, he's waist deep in snow. I got a clip for us. I love weather clips, you know me, dude. My weather clips are, you know, it's what I live for here. So, we're gonna do a little weather clip, Mike, because the climate, it's out to get us, baby. (laughs) Or, no, we're out to get it. I can't figure it out. Tonight, a historic (laughs) storm still buried western New York. At least 77 inches of snow reported in Orchard Park, New York alone, with an estimated 66 inches in just 24 hours, marking a New York State all-time record. Orchard Park is also home to the Buffalo Bills, and it's a good thing they moved tomorrow's game out of town because it's tough to tailgate around here when I'm standing in snow in the parking lot nearly waist-high. The gridiron also covered. Briefly today, the Buffalo area's near whiteout conditions clearing to reveal damage left behind. Abandoned cars, neighborhoods still unreachable, and this bowling alley's roof caved in. Oh, I'm so sad by this. New York's governor surveying damage today, saying about 280 people have had to be rescued. Officials say the National Guard is helping get people to dialysis. Because so much snow has fallen, there's really no place to put it now. In nearby Lackawanna, New York, crews making room with the potential of up to another foot of snow heading for the region tonight. The longer this stays, how much more of a problem does it become? Well, it'll freeze. 
And if we get another uh, snowfall, which they're predicting for this evening, it's going to make it treacherous. The Great Lakes region hit hard and tragically. <laughs> Officials say two New Yorkers died following cardiac events <clears throat> related to cleanup. Cardiac. And in Indiana, a plow driver was killed when authorities say his plow rolled over. Tonight, nine million people across six states under winter weather alerts. Okay, I'm really having a hard time on knowing like, more than two feet how of to snow take as this Buffalo story. See? From a Ex snowstorm <laughs> that isn't done yet. I've been around a long time. Right? <laughs> That's Ex I've seen. Thank you. I don't know how to feel about this because your tone is that I should be very extremely worried and this is tragic and this is huge. Like, but the facts you're laying out are like, oh, it's a winter storm. Sounds like winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, what is this, it? The, uh, November? This comes every, yeah. every year, guys. Um, yeah. We had something like a foot and a half of snow dump on September 20th, two years ago. I had to go out there and wrap plastic around both my gardens to save them. It was insane. Yeah. Nobody's, but it, you know, it's just a freak it, occurrence. It happens, right? It happens once in a while. I don't know. It's weird that people are getting so freaked out by weather. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, why, what's weird here is we're getting freaked out about heat in summer and cold in the winter. <laughs> yeah. You would think we'd yeah. freak out if it was right. the opposite. I'm gonna start freaking out when it's 90 in January yeah. and when it dumps snow in July. Exactly. That's that's <laughs> that's when I'll start worrying. Then okay? we can start talking about the climate really changing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a change. <laughs> you're sitting there at your July 4th barbecue. Now you got to cancel it because it just dumped 12 inches of snow. <laughs> if they, that's a climate. That's a change. If they shut down Vail Pass because it snowed two feet in July, we got some issues, man. Yeah, you some know? Issues. All right. I think the poles are <laughs> but, shifting. <laughs> but this, this year, you got to buy a little extra ice because it's two degrees warmer. It's 96 <laughs> instead of 94. It's not really a change, you know? <laughs> that's something I'm worried about. I've been watching that ancient apocalypse show on Netflix. Oh, how good is that? It's incredible. And they reference that point in 18, uh, or what is it? Um, there's this 12, point. 12,000 years ago. There's this point in history where they document the, the extreme change in weather and how it literally just was cloudy and overcast the entire summer and no crops grew and there was famine. And, uh, right? And it was essentially yeah, this yeah. crazy phenomenon. And I, I don't know, like, that's a wild shift in climate. Then we could all get together and be like, whoa, what just happened here? Yeah. <laughs> right? Hey, remember uh, we used to see the sun once in a while. I uh, haven't seen it in 18 months. That's hey, a change. That's what I've been saying this year in Colorado. We yeah. used to see the sun before <laughs> all those hard. chemtrails. Um, but anyways, I, I really, what I find so interesting about that ancient uh, apocalypse show is... Uh, just the how they all describe that uh, great flood, like each culture. Yeah, and it makes sense that it was the melting of the icebergs. Yeah, like the sudden wild. I just think it's crazy. Every culture from around the globe has this version of a massive flood wiping out their their civilization, and then some bearded fella showing up from the ocean and teaching them how to like be civilized and have laws and grow food. Pretty, yeah. pretty wild. You, I never really connected that, uh, you know. And for all of those stories to crop up around the globe, I don't know, man. What do you think? Did, was there like an Ubermensch, a Superman that flew around the world, like you know, teaching everybody? Could have been an alien. 
<clears throat> no, I think what happens is, uh, so for sure you're going to have, like, it's, we still have it today. The closer you get to, like, big bodies of water, big body, you know, the ocean, you're going to have more civilized, right? Yeah. Um, you got to imagine that, like, you, like at that time, so you had all the, you had all, <clears throat> you had all the, you still had the hunter gatherers, right? For sure, man. And they were all the, they were all way inland. So, like, those coasts flood. It just wipes out the entire coastal, like, city, you know? Yeah. One guy is going to float up or whatever. He, the one guy that survives it is just going to, he's, he's going to be the one that comes across your tribe, you know? Or your tribe comes across. Because now the water line is at your tribal land's limit. Right. You know what I mean? Interesting. So I don't, I don't necessarily think it was one man on a boat sailing the oceans. I think it was more like people scrambling from the coast, you know? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know. I, you could take it either way. I just find it interesting. Each culture, and several of them had the bearded fella arriving on, you know, from the sea to teach them. And then uh, the Egyptians. Maybe beards were just in. That's yeah. possible. Beards could have been in. A lot of hipsters back then, I assume. And Maybe the original people had weak chins. Oh, good call. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> weak chinned folk <laughs> I think uh, you had to man I had this like w- weird thought the other day about how like no matter what the more advanced your civilization gets you're gonna get weaker and it's because civilization offers women the chance to choose their mates fascinating you know what I mean As like, a, <clears> like, as if you look a, at any <laughs> other primate the, str- the strongest man mates the most right and that's why they're so strong for sure. And our thing is, is women, women have the choice and a lot of them are, most of them are choosing to pick mates that will provide for the kids financially more than strength or anything, you know? Status, financial yeah. well-being, right? Like, did you see that picture going around of uh, Twitter where it was like before and after Elon? And it was all these like <laughs> young white people, like all beautiful, you know, and then... The now picture is like a bunch of engineers. They all look like Elon. You know? <laughs> what do you mean? They all uh, have, have the same... Have you seen that picture? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, they, they were spreading it on the left because they were trying to prove a point about Elon. And the picture on the left was the Twitter team. And it was like mostly females, right? Sure. It was all these like just, just beautiful people that looked like they were eating $400 meals. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then they show the Twitter team now after he fired everybody, dude. And it looks like a fucking team of engineers. It's a lot of Indians, Asians. They're all men. There's like one chick in the picture. Oh, oh no. Right? They're all fucking <laughs> overweight glasses. Yeah. Like, they're just natural. Nobody told them to dress that way. They just dressed like a nerd. Wow. <laughs> you know go to I mean? their desk. Like, all the desks. Just uh, Butterfinger wrappers and, yeah, you know. Dude. Snack packs and yeah, crushed. The whole point is like you can't even get to that without women being able to choose their mates. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Without women choosing their mates, you get nothing but Brian Urlachers. Wow. All right. Well, which society do you want though? Right, but that's why I like. I don't know. Get the mix, man. That's so funny. Uh, I like what happened with Twitter. I, I don't think people realize that, you know, he just let everyone, he trimmed the fat in one swift 
cut. Dude, let me ask you something. Have you had any issues tweeting or reading tweets since he took over? No. And he got rid of half the force. That means half of you people were doing nothing. Yeah, you were useless. Useless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And oh, we're going to go work somewhere else. Good. Go be useless at Facebook. Oh, you can't because they just fired 10,000 useless people. <laughs> you could check out Amazon. Oh, wait. Oh. Oh, wait. They're firing useless people, too. <laughs> it, tur- it turns out you're wasting a lot of money on these campuses where guys can ride skateboards around and eat fucking free meals. I wish I could pull up the clip, but we discussed this about a month and a half ago when I brought up the guy from the Big Short movie who predicted that there would be massive layoffs coming up after the market dumped, which it did in October, And he said that the layoffs were going to hit the white-collar workers at all these institutions that were allowing this ridiculous concept of work from home to continue. Oh, God. It's a literal waste of money. And it's amazing it took these corporations two years to figure it out. Dude, I'm not joking. let Let me ask you this, right? What is your job as a manager if everybody's working from home? Yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. As a middle manager. I don't even need you as a middle manager if nobody's in the office. Right? Yeah, good call. Let alone one for every team. I don't know. A lot of people are they're trimming the fat everywhere, every company. It's obvious. And Elon just showed all the other CEOs how to do it swiftly. I mean, he eliminated, I think, more than half. Did you, see, did you see the shit on Twitter that everybody said? Like, you guys are on his platform talking about how his platform is going to die now that he took over. <laughs> and what, what, out of his track record, what gives you that idea? You know what I mean? Because Rob Reiner said so. Right. Well, I mean, I mean <laughs> this guy did what everybody thought was impossible. All the fucking rocket scientists out there thought was impossible to land the rocket back. Right? Yeah, true. Very true. I'm just saying, man. Dude, uh, doubt him. did you catch that story of the chick who was talking shit about uh, Elon on Twitter, and then he responded, and she got fired in real time, tweeting? She got tweet no. fired? Yeah, Elon, no. Elon fired her via tweet. <laughs> it's beautiful. Savage, dude. They were Savage. Some people were talking about him at work, and everyone was kind of laughing, and, you know, it's just like, dude, these elite trillionaires man they live in a world we can't even fathom number one number two they're meddling in our lives like this is a game to them and a guy like elon he's a fucking master troll dude and he is having a blast fucking let me ask you something do you feel bad for any of these people getting fired not one not what nobody does because you people were sitting there in san francisco san fran getting paid two hundred and thirty thousand dollars to do nothing. You were, were bragging about your four-day four work week. Not even... And you're working from home and... Not even do nothing. You were making six figures to block my stupid ass on Twitter. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm nobody. <laughs> Shadow banning me because I hate Fauci. <laughs> the guy's going to end up being a fucking criminal anyways. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking crazy that, you know, these nerds were in charge of, quite honestly, um, you know, stifling our First Amendment right to, you know, freely speak on the Internet. Maybe it's not a First Amendment right 
because what uh private company right twitter maybe co- yeah. now it is yeah so they can uh censor me i guess all they want but i don't know dude i'm just glad that it's the bubbles bust like dude when i was in uh when i was going to uic out of just straight out of college while you were a senior you had a computer science degree guys were they were offering you 90,000 wow yeah right that's it's pretty good it's like there's no <laughs> dude there's no way you're walking out of college worth 90,000 nothing you could possibly learn in college makes you worth 90 a year well if you do then we're going to inflate the worth of everything else oh oh wait <laughs> well, but that's why these companies were worth a hundred billion dollars when they weren't even profitable you know what i mean yeah get the fuck out of here i'm so glad he's doing what he's doing <clears throat> you know why i know he's going to be successful because there's people he fired that he brought back that means he fired them he realized they were actually pretty essential offered them more pay brought them back that's a guy who knows how to run a fucking team he's a good businessman right yeah he kept it I'm a huge fan of what's going on. I think Twitter is supposed to be this um, open, fun platform and ridiculous. And look, uh, there's if you want to find pornography, you could find it on Twitter. If you want to find racist stuff, you could find it on Twitter. You know, that's right. You know, I never once have seen porn on Twitter. It's out. So it's all about what you go looking for. It's what you're searching for. My whole Twitter feed is fucking politics and Trump supporters. (laughs) <laughs> who rob have, reiner who, and rob reiner the trump supporters have collectively lost their minds this week it's unbelievable <laughs> the whole right has lost their mind i can't get a great i took a break from following exactly what was going on i know everybody was all up in arms about uh trump being back on twitter well i wasn't gonna say trump being back on twitter but mike everybody's pretty Pretty nuts over the fact that Trump's back on Twitter, man. Come on. <laughs> it's going to be the end of the world, dude. He's going to trigger the apocalyptic uh, battle between right and wrong. Speaking of, uh, has anyone checked on Rob Reiner? He, he must have collapsed when he saw the news, or at least the <laughs> results of Elon's poll that he put out. When I saw that poll, I laughed so hard. <laughs> of course he did it that way. It's genius. It's such a troll move, dude. Yes. It's so funny. Because the you know the clock, the countdown, like three hours, I, I was like, oh my God, yes. I can't wait to see the results. Like, you know, oh, everybody so was hinging on these results. It would be so funny. It was just the ultimate, like, troll move, man. I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. And they're all like, everybody's threatening to leave, and they're all saying the company's going to crumble. They're breaking records for number of tweets and number <laughs> of people tweeting. Right? I guess. I mean, I just think this shit is so funny. I I find it funny when either side loses their mind. And right now, 
like for five seconds, the left was like, you know, giving each other blowjabs because they did so great in the midterms. And now they're just, you know, they're back to meltdown mode. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right back to meltdown. And what a double whammy, too. Like, Trump announces on, what, Tuesday, Wednesday that he's running, and then Elon puts the post out, and then Saturday night, Trump's back on Twitter. That's funny. That's really, really funny stuff. He says he's not coming back. He's, oh, come on. Come on. You know it's bothering. He's thinking about it. You know. It's tempting. He can't reach half the amount of people he could reach on Twitter. Like, come on, man. Oh, he's talking to his lawyers. (laughs) Just Just one tweet. All he has to do is just unpack. Hundred million likes. It would crash the website. Crash, <laughs> crash everything. Yeah. <laughs> just daddy's back. <laughs> you know. Oh man. Well, for anyone living in a cave uh, or under a rock or under a rock in a cave, uh, <laughs> the biggest news of the week. Not that Trump's running. Oh no, of course not. No, this is bigger. Breaking political news overnight, Elon Musk reinstating former President Trump's Twitter account, which had been suspended after the January 6th riot. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze is in Washington with the latest. Elizabeth, good morning. Oh, stop right there. Did he just call it a riot? He called it a riot, sir. Not an insurrection? It was just framed as a riot. Dude, the Republicans... They haven't even taken over in the house, and they're already changing their tune, huh? Yeah. What? What? what thank you. <laughs> uh, the The word on the street is there's going to be another January six committee. Ooh. This time it's going to be into the failures of what actually happened on January six. How did they get in? Why was the extra police denied? Why didn't they bring in the national security when the FBI had a had reason to believe that it was going to happen? And the question we've all been asking since January 6th, 6th, uh, who is Ray Epps and what was his role ultimately in the insurrection? Did you hear about the Proud Boys thing? Explain the Proud Boys thing. They they grabbed this group of 11 individuals from the Proud Boys that partook in the insurrection. Yes, I am familiar with this, yes. Out of 11 of them, Eight of them. Eight. Paid informants. Yeah, they worked for the FBI. They were FBI informants, Mike. Eight of them. That's a majority, if you ask me. That's not that's not FBI infiltrating. That is these three guys infiltrated an FBI organization. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was gonna say it was the FBI hired these three guys to help them with their insurrection. <laughs> that's what happened. When eight, eight out of a Yeah. Eight out of eleven. It's unbelievable. I mean, that's a super majority. That's a super majority. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I wish we had that in the fucking Supreme Court. That's right, dude. Fuck out of here with that. I mean, eight out of eleven. No, at this point, the Proud Boys. Uh, it's the U-Haul guys. That's what you got here. I'm starting to think them, the Oath Keepers, it's all just the FBI. Yeah, like that dude who went to prison for um, Proud Boys, right? I think he may be the only OG guy. Yeah, just a just a poor guy who had a rough upbringing. Look, fell into the trap. How long are we going to repeat this cycle? This goes all the way back to Oswald and the Kennedy assassination. There's always a fucking patsy and the rest of them are spooks. It's always the case. Yeah. Always. Over and over again. Spooks. 
They're called spooks. Uh, I don't think we can say that anymore. I think you're misinterpreting the term. <laughs> I don't think you would say that in every neighborhood. When you talk about CIA and spies, <laughs> you're allowed to say spooks. <laughs> uh, that you said it too many times to go back. <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns on this one. Yeah, you're committed. I like it. I'm all in. <laughs> Usually I ride that fence. It's good to see somebody else on there. <laughs> hey, Mike, we got to be controversial somehow, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look this up while we go to the clip here. And f- <laughs> uh, yeah, I forgot we were listening to one. We're doing Trump Twitter. This is shocking. It's huge. It's uh, it's going to explode the world, Mike. Breaking political news overnight, Elon Musk reinstating former President Trump's Twitter account, which had been suspended after the January 6th riot. riot. ABC's Elizabeth Schulze is in Washington with the latest. Elizabeth, good morning. Wait, good morning. It was after a violent mob of Trump supporters stormed this building to try to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power on January 6th that Twitter and other social media platforms banned the former president, citing the risk of further violence. Now the pre- former president's Twitter account is back thanks to Twitter's new boss, Elon Musk. Musk, in a poll, asked users if former President Trump should be reinstated, with the results showing 52% said yes, 48% no. Musk wrote, the people have spoken. And minutes later last night, Trump's account was restored. This is Musk's latest controversial move at the helm of Twitter, and it marks a sharp reversal from his pledge that a content moderation council would make decisions on reinstating accounts. Now, Trump has yet to tweet. His feed is populated with old posts, many of them repeating lies about the 2020 election. The former president, who, of course, just announced that he's running again in 2024, previously said that he would not return to Twitter, preferring to stay on his own platform, Truth Social, instead. Overnight, Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney said that now that Trump's account is back, it's a good time for Americans to re-watch the January 6th hearings, which feature some of the president's now-deleted tweets during the violence that day. Oh, Janae, right, Elizabeth Schulze there in Washington. Yeah, did you catch so a AOC tweeted out how people died on January 6th? Uh, and she almost <laughs> lost her virginity. She and yes, her her sweet virgin ass was almost taken in that one. <laughs> Could have been really bad. Terrible. It's terrible uh, times. Yeah. So. Uh, and Mike, uh, spooks uh, in the definition uh, or in the dictionary here, uh, number one, a ghost, a specter. Number two, a secret agent, a spy. Mm. Number three, you are correct, sir, but I'm going to just say your mind is in the gutter, used as a <laughs> disparaging term for a black person. I would never use yeah. it in that way. I clearly was using it contextually. I know which way you were using it, but you know. All right, well. It's not your term, Frank. Looks like I'm the next Kyrie Irving. That's it's not your term to use. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but you know what's one thing they really can't like <clears throat> they can't put the pieces together on is the whole reason they suspended Trump from all social media was because there was a Q drop. Uh what now? A Q drop? Yeah, what the uh, the Q drop is um what? The Q so Q put out a statement that like Everybody was going to stand by, and then tr- all Trump was going to do was tweet this sentence, and it was going to trigger this, like, 
Civil War or whatever. Oh, right? man. All right. And so while they spent four years kind of like debunking Q as like this conspiracy that, you know what I mean, and all this and just stupid and everybody made fun of it, they then used it as evidence to like shut him out of everything because it was a serious threat. So Q is the reason Trump was off the internet? Right. Wow. That's why they're saying this is the biggest threat to democracy right now. Because he could just tweet the sentence and the mm. Trump armies are going to wow. go to work. Okay. The ones, that, the ones that, you know, the problem they're having there is, is, is according to the records, according to court records, 72% of Trump's army is FBI. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Dude, that's right. The mega army is mostly FBI, so all you have to do is order them to stop, and they will. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, mostly. I mean, it's basically the FBI at this point. Uh, the, it's literally 72% is FBI, and the other 28 need to be driven to the insurrection by their mom. So this right. is not, not a good look for the army there. You know? uh, what's funny about Q and that whole idea there is my belief since the beginning is that the whole Q thing was created by people on the left, uh, maybe the CIA uh, or the FBI, whatever you know your flavor is there. But I, I do think Q was never a legitimate thing. It was just this whole uh, focal point for the media and the left to kind of pin everything that was crazy on the right to. Yeah, I definitely think it's the... It's it's somebody in the intelligence agencies or like a group in the intelligence agencies that's doing it because they definitely like released info that turned out to be true and stuff. So, sure, was, yeah, no, it, I, it, it, <laughs> look, the great <clears throat> Witchmer kidnapping case. It was all FBI informants except for three yeah, dudes, and now it's basically the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers. It's turning out to be mostly FBI informants, also. So you know. I'm starting to think that all these little, what have we talked about for a long time, Mike? The one thing that they push constantly is the white supremacy, but you take a look around, you really don't come across a lot of white supremacy in your everyday life. Yeah, never. There's not a lot of white supremacists walking around. You don't meet a lot of skinheads going to the local bakery. No, not around here. Not a lot of Nazis going through the aisles at the local grocery (laughs) mart. No, I know it sounds crazy, but it's just kind of the truth. So, uh, last Nazi I saw was the group in uh, Ukraine. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> Who were sending billions of dollars to? It's funny that the left literally is paying the Nazis in Ukraine and simultaneously accusing everyone on the right to be Nazis. Oh yeah, they're the, they're the party of projection. That's all it is. That's all it is, man. You know, it's pretty wild. But <laughs> yeah, the Ukraine thing's kind of dying out, huh? I have noticed that um, my neighbor, you know, last time his Ukraine flag got a little weathered, and uh, you know, we get a lot of sun out here, especially in the winter time. So the flags they they lose that color pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, the last one he replaced. Uh, right away with the new one that he had, uh, you know, with the, it's got the, the dove and it says the peace and not war on it, you know, and, um, it's all faded almost into one just like 
orangey mesh at this point. <laughs> As it should. As it should. And I believe it's very symbolic of people's care for this war going on in Ukraine right now. Yeah, it's over. Like it's the flag is faded. It's filthy. It's covered in snow, and um, you know what I mean. It's drooping. Half of it's not even connected anymore to the balcony there, and it's just it's forgotten. Well, they don't want you to talk about it because how long are you talking about Ukraine before FTX comes up? FTX, Mike. Have you yeah. been following the news about the celebrities, man? Dude, uh, Mr. Wonderful was in there. Mr. Wonderful. Dude, it was a giant Ponzi scheme. It was a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Uh, do you know who's investigating it is, um, uh, who's that? The catcher's mitt. Uh, what's her name? Waters. <laughs> Maxine, Maxine Waters. Waters. Yeah, and there's a picture of her, like, Slapping this dude, uh, uh, the dude who ran FTX. She's like slapping him on the back and having a good time and smiling for photos like two years God. ago. And she's going to investigate this guy. Uh, so we'll definitely see some results for sure. Mike, <laughs> come on. This whole scheme is absolutely uh, incredible. The fact that they funneled all that money into Ukraine through this fucking uh, Bitcoin scheme thing and uh, crypto scheme right back into the dnc for the midterms that is such a scam dude that's beautiful you want to hear the best thing i heard though of the week yeah they were uh, interviewing this uh mayor I forgot what town doesn't matter some small town <laughs> he is hoping to run for senate for uh the house if Diane Feinstein decides not to run, if hmm. she decides not to run again, she will be 94 years old. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, when does she turn 94? Like um, soon, later? Uh, I think it's next year or in two years. I don't know. She's in the Senate, right? Ye no, remember. Feinstein's. Yeah, Feinstein. Is she Senate? Yeah, I can't remember. See, these Democrats, they're sneaky. They leave these uh, Crypt Keepers in there for so long. You forget they're there, and you don't even know what they're serving, right? House, Senate. <laughs> Where's Eric? Is that thing alive? Poke it alive. Tell me. Um, oh, yeah, she's going to be 90 next year, and she's running next year. She's running. I think that's what they said. I think after 80, if you're going for politics, it should be you're walking for office. You can no longer say running. That way the public gets an idea of how old you are. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, Eric's right. Yeah, her term is over in 2024. Ooh. Oh, but, that's way too long dude, the, from now. The way this guy is talking about it, she filed the paperwork to run again. And she's like, tr I don't know. Wow, so she wants to run again in two years. Yeah. And so if she doesn't, this guy apparently is on deck. Um, I didn't clip it for the show. Did you catch maybe by chance it was floating around Chip Roy? He had a nice speech in the House this week. He's a representative out of um, kind of the district with Austin, Texas in it. And uh, it's a it's a f epic nine minute just takedown of the entirety of the House, both sides. He literally comments on both sides of the aisle and how um, when the Republicans finally took over and they had their meetings this week. 
He said he was really looking forward to an opportunity to start um, proposing amendments to the floor and having them voted on like they used to do in Congress. And he said, uh, nope. He said, it's just going to be business as usual, and we're just going to stall things, and it's just going to be a circus, as we've been experiencing. And I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but yeah. uh, it's an incredible speech about just uh, – he, he goes in depth about how – they literally spend all their time voting on rules to vote on things, and then they almost never vote on those amendments. And then they vote on rules in secret with their tiny com- subcommittees within the body, and those rules are passed, and then they secretly at the last minute are forced to vote on these bills, and that's how a lot of stuff gets passed. It's all secretive, made with micro subcommittees. It's all bullshit. And in the end, and what he says in this whole speech is, uh, you think you're voting for a representative to represent you in Congress, but that's just not the way it is because once they get to Congress, they never have the opportunity to actually represent you. Yeah. And the whole thing, the whole thing is a fucking dog and pony show. It's WWE wrestling. That's what it is. Crazy. How do you fix it, though? Well, and he doesn't really uh, say it, but I feel like he's kind of hinting at it. And you're probably never going to get there, but you need the term limits, man. Yeah, absolutely, we need term limits. But, man, I don't know. Now, maybe the whole thing is just so fucking rigged all the way to the core that there's just it's, no chance for change. No, no, it's designed to not change quickly. So that's actually good. Like, the yes, literal design right. of it is to not change. You're the absolutely right. The fact that it changed so fast in two years is why, you know. That's, yeah. Well, actually, it would be really scary if it changed fast or faster, right? We'd have, uh, you know, um, what is it? Drag queen story hour implemented at every public school across the country <laughs> yeah. at this point. Well, that's why they did what they did with the system. It's so that you. Because the majority could have terrible ideas, and you don't want it. You don't want the anybody to be able to take it too far. So, yeah, it's true. It's very true. I don't know. That's kind of a good thing. First off, we got to fix these fucking elections. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're on board with the fact that the election is all a scam at this point, right? Did you see yeah. Carrie Lake is uh, refusing to concede? <laughs> I'm sure that's gonna go over well. Uh, well, Bobert won, dude. Babert. She fucking got called. They were saying what she. They were like, they were calling her all kinds of shit because she wouldn't concede. She's officially the Babert showing in my book, and <laughs> yeah, she pulled it off. Even though they fucking tried to cheat. Look, if anyone.
that uh, video going around of the guy in Maricopa County? The, like, uh, hippie dude? Explain. I'm not familiar, actually. He's like this middle-aged, like, dude, white guy with, like, long white hair, all dreaded out. <laughs> oh, nice. And he kind of goes nuts <laughs> at this board meeting. This yes. county board meeting, because they're talking about the voting. Yes. Right? And, like, what just took place. Uh, you want to hear it? You got it? I emailed it to myself so I would have it for you. And this is why we're in a good place now where we can both rock the clips, Mike. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so this is uh, Matt Baker, this fucking hippie-looking dude. He, he has gone Trump. viral before, so I, I'm excited. I, I'm a huge fan of this dude. Good morning. Once again, the eyes of the world are upon Maricopa County for another botched election. Am I here to accuse you of stealing the vote? Heavens no, for that would make me a terrorist, wouldn't it? I love that. Let me ask you, if you took your life savings to a bank and the teller put them in a machine and the machine kicked out one out of four of your bills and the teller said, don't worry, we'll put them in box three over here and we'll let you know how many were in there later. We'll send them off to a separate location, and someone will be sure to get back to you and tell you how much money you have. Would you be okay with that? <laughs> no, Such you would not point. be okay with that. Now ask yourself the question, which is more valuable, your vote or your money? Now ask a lobbyist that same question. Now ask a campaign manager that question. Now ask Mark Zuckerberg that question, <laughs> which is more valuable, your money or your vote or your country or this world or the corruption that is taking over every single county in this nation? And then you look into your own soul and you look back at yourself in the mirror and realize that you are the cancer that is tearing this nation apart. Good day. Oof. Beautiful. Wow. Love the good day at the end. Very polite. Love the enthusiasm and the love for the country. <laughs> Patriot. Went a little crazy. No, man. <laughs> He's expressing how we all feel about this. No, that's exactly what I thought, dude. It was like, what a great idea to put it in terms of your money. And then really, he's right. What is more important at this point, your money or your vote? I would argue your money. Wow. And I don't think many people would. I, I think many people wouldn't argue with me on that one. Yeah. Right? How is it that every time we depend on these, these few counties, right? And it just always ends up being these counties we can't count the votes right. Things just never seem right, you know? Just a little off. Something's a little just off, right. I don't know. No, you're right on the money. And you know what? It, enough pussyfooting around. This is habitual at this point. We have seen it happen over and over and over again. Every enough election. Enough with the mail-in voting. You guys are clearly stealing these elections. The elections are playing out not to the will of the people, and the voters are turning around saying, hmm, my community does not agree with this. I mean, name one Republican that won, and it's being contested by people that are this upset. That's the best call. That's the, literally the best way to turn it around and say, okay, which Republican won in shady circumstances here? And that people are like uh, fighting mad about it like this. 
No, because these people are looking around and they're like, how the fuck did this guy- Carrie Lake is drawing in massive crowds. This lady's ref- so scared she can't even debate her. Yeah. And this lady wins? In Arizona where they're being overrun by immigrants from the southern border? Mike, brain dead caveman opened his de- one debate with the doctor saying good night and the guy wins. <laughs> I know, dude. I keep going back to it is Pennsylvania. There's a lot of me- there's a lot of heavy metals in that water. You know what <laughs> I mean? Right. So you're right. Those people are all retarded. They they just they looked at John Fetterman. He's literally every other guy at the bar. You know, like <laughs> come on, those guys. Have you? Met, I've been talking like I don't know. Just look at the people at Pe- online. The people at Pennsylvania trying to defend their vote and everything. It's like, oh, you're special too. Okay, yeah, you're right. It's just a good thing Democrats didn't try to pretend that saying good night to begin things was normal, like top of mind, right? I'd be it, so funny to start seeing in articles. <laughs> good night, everybody. everybody. Now let's we're gonna begin tonight with Just <laughs> <laughs> across the board, all Democrats. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Our first guest. <laughs> You know, don't be surprised they try to pull that kind of shit on you. It might happen, man. We're in 1984. This is pure Orwellian at this well, did, point. Did you see the article that already came out about Fetterman? <laughs> no, no. He's not going to be communicating with the rest of the senators like you, normal senators. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not at all. He's going to lock him in a room and some fucking young intern is going to go and fucking communicate everything Nancy Pelosi wants. It's going to be his wife. Yeah. Oh, man. What do you mean, Mike? Uh, remember MSNBC declaring Fetterman the next candidate for 2024 president? <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to the technology that can get him there. Like, what if they create the hell computer from 2001 Space Odyssey, you know, and it can, like, debate what he says almost, oh, right? Like, I don't genius. think so, John, you know? <laughs> I don't think so, Donald. <laughs> I, we could end up in that kind of realm, right? I do. I do support fracking. <laughs> ah, man. I can't believe that guy won. Well, I think, come on, cheating, Mike. This is has to... president? They're calling for him for president? The guy didn't win... I don't yeah. think Pennsylvania is that dumb. I really just They're pretty dumb. They're pretty dumb. And I've heard I have heard liberals, I live in the land of liberals, and I've heard people speak quite positively of John Fetterman out here. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, dude, our parents, you don't have to go very far. They huh. talk so highly of him. Shot to shocking degrees where I'm like, are we looking at the same guy? Yeah, the brain dead guy who couldn't talk in the debate? We're talking about the dude with Quoto growing out of his neck, right? <laughs> He's the next JFK? Uh-huh. <laughs> are we looking at the same dude? Same guy? That guy can't speak <laughs> English. And he's white. He's got, he's got worse style than me. <laughs> At least I vary the color of my Carhartt once in a while, you know? Switch it up with, like, a navy blue. 
Man, he should have went all in on the average Joe look and threw some mustard stains on that Carhartt. You know, like a, oh, that's a real average. A little show. barbecue down at the bottom. You know, oh. <laughs> clearly the a spot where sauce. <laughs> a spot clearly where he wiped his mouth. You know what I mean? I should like, be able to look at your sweatshirt and know what condiments you have on the door of your fridge. <laughs> you know, that's a real blue collar American. <laughs> I can tell by that tone of red. You're a Heinz man. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, ketchup's always more like that brown shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's who's going to represent. He's going to be in the Senate. I can't wait to see this new Senate, you know, in January. It's going to be really funny. Uh, oh, dude, they're going to have a whole row of retards. You know, they're going to have to put them in the, in the back so that their helpers could sit next to them. You got Feinstein. You got uh, uh, oh Fetterman. <laughs> you got the dead body from Pennsylvania that they voted in. Yeah, they should have just like a hospital ward that's there in the front section. <laughs> you know, you got nurses, doctors, everyone just stationed there, ready to go. <laughs> it's the Charles Xavier School for the Gifted. <laughs> Different kind of gifted. <laughs> for our gifted senators. That's so terrible, dude. Yeah, it's terrible because we're in a really goofy place here where, I mean, legitimately, Fetterman, not mentally capable to serve his job. Uh, Biden clearly has dementia. Xi Jinping killed a high-ranking <laughs> member in his party for falling asleep during a meeting. Our senator is going to be drooling, guaranteed. <laughs> at, that's at best. Wow. Drooling during the meeting. Yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Which nation do you think is going to be stronger in 10 years? Oh, we got some issues. We definitely... <laughs> <laughs> Here's my point, though. If you voted in Fetterman, that's an indictment on the voting base. We, you, we joke about it, but, oh, there's something in the water in Pennsylvania. Same thing in Arizona, right? And same thing here. I, I took a look around, and I said to Emma, like, well, clearly it's the constituency. Clearly th our neighbors, and this is what people believe they want. This is the direction they want to head in. It's either that or there's bullshit going on. And so I, I would say here in Colorado, you're, it's unfortunate, but you're seeing this blue push. People want it. The, the problem is nobody can answer me what their goal is. Nobody. For the left? Yeah. What's your end goal here? What's the goal what, for the right? What, I would say the goal for the right is, one, don't go any far left. Yeah. And two, get back to a more... I mean, I think the I think you got to be open about it. The right really wants a more Judeo-Christian uh, America, right? With a more hands-off regulatory... Yeah, I agree. I actually think the right should maybe fully embrace the God side. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we believe religion is good for the soul. It's good for the, the country, the community, the yeah, community, the family. You look at the communities that have fallen the worst. You know, one thing that always kills me about the South Side of Chicago is they're like fake religious. You know what I mean? Because all these every fucking day, there's some stupid church that opens up, steals everybody's money, and then disappears. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like oh, these yeah. people need religion, but they need a real religion. Yeah. Well. I don't know. Well. 
it's community. It's communal. It has we to need be community. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't have it. We've been separated. The devices separate us. You know, I've been uh, catching older movies lately, and I'm always shocked. And this is stuff maybe before 2005, right? You don't see anyone with like devices in their hands, and they're not plots or point devices, or you know what I mean, or uh, points in shows or movies. It's really funny. Yeah. It, it like uh, how um, right at the time that we became kind of internet and device obsessed. Families splintered, relationships fell apart. Uh, we had the wild increase in, you know, homosexuality and pansexuality and the trans movement. And, you know, and there's this really kind of, I, I think these devices have uh, poisoned our society in ways we'll never understand. And, you know, yeah, I think it's more than that. I think I don't know. Uh, maybe. Like TikTok is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I think it's not necessarily <laughs> that we have the devices and the internet. It's the arrogance that came with it, and that young people think they're so much smarter than the yes. older generation because they have all this information. Infor- information doesn't necessarily mean you're smarter, dude. I mean. Nona teaches me shit about the world that I would never know, except if I look at it from an 80-year-old woman's eyes, you know? If we didn't have cell phones and Twitter, Kyrie Irving would just be a basketball player who says crazy shit in interviews. Yeah. Yeah, good point. They wouldn't, which, by the way, he's back from his suspension today. Of course he is. After his apologies and his redemption road that he traveled for weeks. (laughs) You know what I would do if I were him? I would just go out with a huge statement and like, you know, the Jews do not control everything and then start wearing a Star of David all the time. Yeah. No, I'm a huge (laughs) fan of that guy from the original Mummy movie with Brendan Fraser. He's the little sidekick guy uh, who the mummy traps him and he's wearing... (laughs) starts speaking all the languages. Yeah, and he's wearing every necklace of every religion. He's a genius. That guy is ready for the end of the world at all times. He was so before his time. Yes, man. Yeah, dude. He he literally predicted what you needed for uh, Twitter. (laughs) Did you you see Brendan Fraser? He's back in the news. So he's done a series of uh, movies that um, apparently he's in the running and there's serious consideration for him to win the Oscar this year. And Oscar. But he, he shut out of Hollywood. He said, fuck Hollywood, dude. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want nothing to do with it. Mike, does this not go back to our theory that they they off they dangle something there. There's something they offer. They you. tried to get him to fuck a kid. He yes, said no. Yes, so he said no thanks, kid. and they said, "Well, you're not going to be an action star. You're right on the money." And I love it. Do you see him now? He's out there natural with the balding pattern. Oh, I love it, dude. He's, he's going to win the award. I think he's going to have his uh, redemption arc. He earned it. Brace your natural looks, man. Everybody, you know. You know what's funny? Uh, this morning, Emma was watching uh, dodgeball. The under an underdog story with Great Vince movie. Vaughn and uh, Ben Stiller, and it has so many famous people in it. And we were just laughing away watching it. And uh, dude, when Ben Stiller jumps on behind uh, Michelle on the Vespa, <laughs> it's one of my fucking favorite scenes. <laughs> <laughs> he flips up his middle finger and they drive off. It's fantastic. 
<laughs> That's comedy genius right there. Dude. Oh yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, his consigliere yeah. Michelle. It's fantastic. Michelle. Oh, yeah. it's so fun. Then when he pumps up the crotch pad. <laughs> it's so good. Great movie, dude. Oh, dude, absolute classic, man. 2004. If you want to feel wow. old. Yeah. And we were it was uh wrapping up and just just an absolute classic. And we were um admiring the year it came out and we were discussing like what happened to Vince Vaughn. You know, he was such a huge star. And I said this before we Wikipedia anything, I said, he must be a conservative. And I implore everyone to go Wikipedia Vince Vaughn because you could check out his personal uh, section on there in about a paragraph down. It's how he's a self-proclaimed libertarian. But then yeah, it goes on right. to how he voted Republican all these years and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then you look at his filmography and all the projects he's done. Well, not too many, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a really funny actor. Well, how funny is it that I was able to nail it even without knowing? I just said, well... Yep. Strikes me as a conservative dude. It's we say it all the time. It's like you haven't heard from this guy in a long time. Oh, he must be a conservative. <laughs> or it's like he hasn't made any comments about this topic. That means he's conservative, you know? Or yeah, what happened to Brendan Fraser? Oh well oh maybe these are the guys who just are conservative and they didn't diddle the kids, man. No, remember that one time I was like uh I literally go like, why are they shitting on Chris Pratt so hard? Yeah, conservative Christian conservative or whatever. <laughs> like, all you needed to know. The movie was great, you know. <laughs> that Tomorrow War movie was probably like the best like travel to the future that's come out in a long time. You're psycho, dude. We literally started talking about Chris Pratt immediately after we read up on Vince Vaughn and how like good luck finding like major blockbusters with Chris Pratt right now. Like, yes, he's tied to Guardians of the Galaxy still, but. Does, you no, know dude, the only like, ones that are giving him a chance now is Amazon. Amazon Prime. That's literally what I said. You can yeah. catch him on Amazon Prime, dude. Like, it's that fucking greedy Indian will pay anybody if they're making money. <laughs> it's it's so it's so funny because I uh I'll, I'll go to the alley in the this is literally in the alley behind my house behind a pizzeria. There's a bunch of pizza delivery guys that work on cars and bullshit all day. Oh yeah. You bring up Jeff Bezos. The guy who divorced his wife and had to hand her $30 billion, they shit on him so hard for being an Indian. <laughs> the shit they say because they're Palestinians. <laughs> and it's so funny, dude. And I always tell him, like, I, I couldn't tell the difference between any of you. So <laughs> I'd rather be the guy, I'd rather be the Indian with $30 billion. <laughs>